Hello, my truth-seeking mates. Thank you for being here once again. And this is your TFM segment with the bonus parenting tips. And TFM stands for Truthful Mamas, but don't be intimidated by that. If you are a dude, a father, it's all the same. It's going to work no matter um, no matter if you're a mom or a dad. Um, so I just wanted to follow up with the second tip that I have for parents on tips that ha- I have either, either things that I have either come up with or that have worked for me as I'm raising my children. However, this tip is not going to be for ye little, little ones. This is going to be for those children who are, I th- I'm going to say about grades two and up. So about second grade and up, it, this would work with your kids. Now, you might not need it at that young of an age because it could be that they're not asking that question just yet. But if they have asked the question, this um, this might help. And I have given this tip to several people now and they have been very thankful for it because it just really helps kids understand where God comes from. So if you've heard that question, where does God come from, mommy? Where does that where does God come from, Daddy? In my case, where does God come from, Jalisa? Because I'm, I'm a teacher of so many teenagers, um, and my kids are too young to ask that question, so they haven't asked it yet. But it's coming, and I know it is. But uh, a very easy way to try to help them understand the problem with that question is by using a number line, and if. If you have kids who are in high school, it might be better if you use a coordinate plane to explain this. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just go on Google and Google coordinate plane and it should give you that that graph that has that X, Y coordinate, um, the X coordinate and the Y coordinate on it. Um, the sorry, not coordinate, the X axis and the Y axis on it. Um, it's a good thing I'm a math teacher. Otherwise, it'd probably be completely confusing you. But um and in either case, what helps is for little, little ones, you just want to draw a number line. And don't forget to add those arrows at the end that indicate that the number lines don't end. Um, and the same thing for a coordinate plane with the x-axis and the y-axis. So uh, basically what you want to do is when your kids ask you where does God come from, first, obviously, you want to explain to them that God is eternal and when something or someone is eternal, it means they don't have a beginning and they don't have an end. So if your kid is in high school, you could start with the conversation and talking to them about the problem with the question, which is, it would be kind of like asking, um, and this example is from Greg Kokel, who says, it would be like asking, how come I can never find a single, um, a married bachelor? Why is it that I can never find a bachelor who's who is married? Um, or why can't I ever find a married woman who's single? Um, because the 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 definition of the word um, means the complete opposite of what you're trying to of the attribute you're trying to give to it. So, for example, if you're trying to look for a married bachelor, the word bachelor means someone who's not married, which is the complete opposite of what you're looking for. So those two things completely contradict each other. And therefore, the question is invalid. Um, it would be like also asking what color is or actually 
what does the number seven smell like? That example I got from my husband. I don't know where he got it from, maybe from himself, but it would be like asking um, where, you know, what what does the number seven smell like? You know, this number seven is not something that smells. So asking what it smells like completely contradicts um, the definition of the number seven. So therefore, it just it doesn't make any sense to be able to ask that question. So in the same sense, because God is eternal, and the word eternal means he has no beginning, beginning, asking where he comes from, suggesting that he has a beginning would be contradictory and therefore and therefore makes the question invalid. So the better question would probably be um, if we were trying to, you know, figure out this quality about God that's eternal, that he's eternal would probably, how do we know God is eternal? And that would be a completely different line of thought that I'm not going to address here because these segments are supposed to be super short and maybe I will in a future one. But um, the best way that you can visually explain this to your kids would be by drawing this number line and explaining to your child, you know, with um, going towards the positive of that number line and saying, well, where, where does this number line stop? Tell me where it's, you know, where does this number line stop? And of course, this is assuming your child has learned the concept that that number line is, is infinite. It doesn't stop anywhere. So um, asking your child, where does this number line stop helps them understand that that number line doesn't stop anywhere. It continues on forever and forever and forever. And therefore, asking where it ends is an invalid question because it doesn't end anywhere. Um, and you could do it both ways. You can do it towards the positives and then you can do it towards um, the left, which would be towards your negatives. And then asking the child the same question, where where, where does this side end? And that way, kind of giving them this visual of towards the left and towards the right that they go on forever on both sides. And that gives them a great visual to think about how God doesn't have an ending and he doesn't have a beginning. And asking where that number line was or were to begin or where it would end would be an invalid question because that number line is an infinite number line. It doesn't end anywhere. Um, So that's... Uh, that's a visual that I have discovered that I myself came up with, I guess, just because being a math teacher, it kind of just made me think of that when I would explain it to kids. So I have shared that tip with about three people and they have found it very useful. And I wanted to share this with those of you who are parents, who have kids who don't quite understand the concept of God being eternal because they're just used to, um, you know, everything that comes into existence to to have a cause. And just um, to address the, um, oh, I forgot what it's called, but just to address basically the, the argument that would be presented, which is would be that um, God exists and then because and then the second would be um, because God exists, He has to have a cause. 
Um, so then therefore God has a cause. And so that's kind of a, oh my gosh, I can't remember what you call those. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'll probably put in the description. Um, but basically when you think that way, that God exists, you know, everything that it comes to, that exists, um, has a cause and then God exists. Therefore God has a cause. Um, that's usually the argument that's presented, but we have to remind our kids, um, that the argument is actually more specific. It should say everything that, um, that the argument is everything that came in, that, that everything that has a beginning has a cause. And then the second one would be God does not have a beginning. Therefore, God does not have a cause. Okay, so I hope that helps a little bit. I will give you in the description what in the world the the word that I'm trying to look for in my mind is right now. But for the sake of keeping this segment under 10 minutes as promised, I hope that helped. If not, please let me know. I'd love to know what to do to improve. Thank you so much. And until next time.